too shy to say anything. I got nothing. <laughs> I don't have a fucking mic turned on. You're like, ah, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> what do I even Thought? talk about? <laughs> no. Um, Welcome to the first episode of Cracked Vinyl Club. I'm Magda. Yeah, I'm Gio. Um, and so for today's episode, I picked out uh, Jack White's Blunderbuss. Um, so the reason I picked it out, because around the time we were starting to conceive this podcast, Gio was obsessed with Jack White. So I think the Rocketeurs album had just come out, Help Me Stranger. Yeah. And he was just obsessing and listening and watching this like interview with Jack White and Cohen or something like that. It was it was a Jack it was a Jack White uh, interview with Conan O'Brien. It's like about an hour long. You can okay. see it on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Well anyway. It's, it's great out. It's a great So interview. while he was obsessing, I personally don't get it. <laughs> I really I don't get Jack White. Like he's you know, and I understand he's supposed to be the greatest guitarist of our generation, but I don't get it. <laughs> and to be fair, I never sat down to listen to Jack White in right. general. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, everyone yeah. knows like Seven Army Nation and stuff. Yeah, so, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's why I'm like, for this first one, let me just see what the hype's about and see whether or not I agree with the fact that he's the best guitarist. So, um, well, since I picked it, Gio, we'll start off. So what do you think? Do you think this was a good album to justify Jack White's, your Jack White obsession? Oh, oh my God. Okay, no, 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 that's like a, it's just like a loaded question, because I was so ready for, like, I don't know what I was expecting for your first question. And and, and to quite honestly, like, I was imagining in my head when you were describing, you were just like, I don't, I don't understand. It was like, because uh, what were we watching yesterday? We were watching a grudge match, that stupid Sylvester Stallone movie, with uh, him and uh, crap. Uh, Robert De Niro? Uh, no, it's not Robert. It's, is it De Niro? It's not De Niro. It's Anyways. The, yeah. uh, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, he's also in that Adam Sandler movie, Anger, Anger Management. I'm pretty sure that's him. Okay. It's... Nicholas? No, what? That doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. But it's like, so uh, Stallone's character makes these like miniature uh, steel things and no one understands what it is. So I feel like that's what Magda's sort of feeling. Like I'm just like obsessing over this like steel thing that was made and I'm like, oh, let's go. This is a great thing. Like I love this thing. And Magda's like, it's a thing. <laughs> like I see it. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, and, 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 and so you were obsessing over the album the entire time we were listening to it? No, no. Actually, uh, for the most part, it's fine. It's just fine. <laughs> it's, it's just, and I, and I hate to just kind of start off, you know, like, I, it's, it's a very exciting thing that we're doing this thing, because I've, I've been dying to do this sort of project with you for a while now, Magda. And, and like, I've been dying to do something like this. And, and to pick this first album, I'm very sitting here and I'm like, this is fine. This is okay. Uh, and, and and getting into the background, I, I think I think starting from the top uh, and kind of going through as much as I can, uh, ending at where I started like being super into Jack White, um, only knowing his hits, and then when Help Me Stranger came out with him and the Rock and Tours, uh, it was great. I fucking loved every single track. No, I, I loved every single track on that album, and I don't know if it was something I was personally going through or if it was something that you know sort of was happening around the time where that album came out. But I was I was in love with that album, uh, so yeah, you kind of go back and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna listen to everything Jack White, and I'm super obsessed. That Conan O'Brien uh, interview is fantastic. He's fucking smoking. He's fucking drinking some bourbon. Yes, he he's he's drinking some bourbon and he's talking about like the what is it the the responsibility of new technology and being all philosophical. And I'm like, yes, this guy's a genius. And then this album is. 
<laughs> you know, this album is... It's a good album, it's, though. It's, yeah, yeah. I, li- I like it. And then, and, and, again, so kind of going back to the history of this album specifically, what he was trying to do is, uh, for the most part, in order to do this podcast, I was doing a little bit of research uh, on why this... Uh, why this album got made in the first place. And it was a lot of, it was actually a lot of Jack White. Uh, for the mo- I don't know if you read that part of the Wikipedia, but on his wiki it says that he was supposed to have uh, a recording session with one of the Beastie Boys. So, I don't know, I'm sorry, the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. One of the guys of the Wu-Tang Clan wanted to make an album, so he happened to have people at the ready to record an album with this and I, forgive me, because I have no idea who this Wu-Tang, clan per, or Wu-Tang person it is. It didn't say. Um, I, I think it did. Uh, though, yes, you're right. It, it, that's not the point. It's just more of like, he had all these musicians there, and he has the recording ready, and everyone's kind of like, the guys, the, the mixer is pressing record, and there's no artist. So I feel like, I, I imagine, like, Jack White's kind of sitting there, and it's just like, well, I pay all these people. Let's just fucking figure out what I'm going to do with... Uh, I, I'm just gonna figure out what I'm gonna do with all these musicians, and 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 sort of, out comes this album. I guess for me the <clears> weirdest <throat> thing though is how do you go from like Wu Tang, which is like rap, to something that's very country sounding? Like, Absolutely. And yeah, and so that was my thing. Like again, it was it was good, and like I, it's a good album. Like I wouldn't say it's a bad album. It's it's just especially when you think Jack White, you think White Stripes, and you think more of like that raw energy exactly, and everything. Exactly, absolutely. So when you do like when I know I had approached this album for the first one, I was just like, huh. But then like again, when I kind of was like more emotional and I wasn't thinking anything, I listened to it. It was nice. So you definitely have to detach yourself with the whole like, and this is where I think his name counts against him. That you do have to like not. You can't think that it's a Jack White album. You can't think there's anything attached to White Stripes or even like you know yeah. this isn't supposed to be rock and just listen to it. And it's actually a pretty. It's pretty good. Um, it's definitely like well made, but yeah. So it's but it's it's even though I don't know why they call it blues rock, it just sounds country. Like I feel like the blues rock genre attachment is a lie. Like I, I mean, and I, I can guess, see that. Like that's just the thing I was listening to, and like you know, there's like how many of the songs are more slow? It's like one, two, three, four, five. Just like, counting, like the track list Yeah, thing. it's like you know half of it's pretty slow, and I feel like if it was like a rock like a blues rock one it would it would sound different and for me it's more he did a lot of like you know more like blues grassy kind of country sounds which again it's good but i'm more of like okay uh, it's definitely different sounding and i feel like marketing as blues rock is just a lie and i feel like then if you are a jack white fan and you really especially since this is his first one out of the white stripes yeah that you're just like sure. oh it's this and then you pick it up you're gonna be like what the hell is this yeah like, what am like, i <laughs> what am i listening to yeah and it's definitely yeah. a weird selling thing that i feel like you know that was they should have put it in a different area because it, de- it does it takes away from the damn album which is a good album but when right, you first pick right. it up and you listen to it, you're just kind of like um well, where's this damn guitar yeah you know absolutely <laughs> and and, and that's what I, I and that's what I kind of found out, especially that like later on in his career, you, you know, he's he's actually still playing his guitar, although this is definitely experimental in the whole situation of like he desperately I I, I, I made this note and I was like he desperately 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 wanted to be like the high school conductor of like his <laughs> band. Like, so badly. He wants to be, like, he wants to be able to, like, conduct everything that's happening. And and that was another thing that I feel like, what, and, and I really like the way you said how his name counts against him. Because it, 
I felt the same way. Mm-hmm. I felt let like this album specifically, he was way too much in his own head about like how he wanted his first solo album to sound. Or I don't know if it was his first solo album, but I think he had a very specific idea of how this album wanted to sound and it's too constrained. It's almost like I am I am hoping for some something raw, something like that I can actually jam to and then ev- even the quote unquote jams like I'm shaken or um uh hippop uh poor boy um yeah yeah oh, those those like and, and even the last song where he has like that sick solo that that leads into the last half of the song I I doesn't matter take me with you when you go right uh, you know all those songs like you're expecting something good and it's just fine <laughs> it's, and that's the thing that again like um it's it's interesting what you said actually because um how it's not in too constraint that's what i noticed too that like and we all know from like the interview and stuff that jack white white likes a lot of more of like 50s rock right it's yeah like, like he's very inspired by elvis yeah, yeah. and he, he really likes the idea of attaching blues to his name too and saying oh he's a blues musician this or this or even then with the white stripes he said that but mm-hmm. he does it sounds weird. He's just too white for it. Like, it sounds <laughs> weird. But, yeah, and it's, like, and that's, again, too, it's, like, it's just, you know, unfortunately, like, he's very, it's a very uptight style, which isn't bad. Like, again, it's not bad, but I do feel like, especially for you, right, there are several songs that if he, if he was loose, he didn't think as much. Mm-hmm. Like, it would mm-hmm. definitely sound more fun. But, actually, going back, actually, I think My Shaken was one of his best ones, because, actually, it's a cover. He didn't write that one. I'm Shaken I'm shaking is a cover. It's a cover, yeah. Oh. And I will say Jack White is amazing when he does covers. Actually, because oh. then I feel like in, when he does covers, he, he kind of lets go about the fact that he's creating something, and he just enjoys the fact that he's playing that music. Yeah. And that's definitely yeah, the sure. one of all the ones he was trying to make it a little speedy. That's the one that you can feel like he let go and he was more in the zone than wow. the other ones. Okay, that's actually really good because I actually, I did literally like I'm Shaken, uh, yeah. so I didn't realize it was a cover because you're absolutely right. Um, I Again, we're kind of like bleeding into all things sort of Jack White in, in terms of this album and I don't want to go too much into a tangent, but he did that uh, that Saturday Night Live Van Halen tribute. Yeah, and again, died. the best ones were a cover. Exactly, yeah. exactly. He did a really good cover and I actually have no idea what Van Halen song he did a cover of. But you can tell which song was really good out of the whole set. No, no, no. no. He mm-hmm. didn't cover Van Halen's song. He had the guitar or something. But he he covered, it was like, again, an older, like, rock song. That it was, again, the same era, 50s. Or, yeah, oh, but he didn't do really? the song. It, it, it would have been the 80s. Um, uh, but I'm, I could have sworn he did, like, a, a, a Van Halen song. I, no, I mean, no, no, no. The tribute, because I remember we were looking, because they were like, oh, he did a huge tribute. We watched it. We're like, we missed it. What was the tribute? <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And when we looked into it, it was something about the guitar strap or the guitar itself. <laughs> the, 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 the guitar was the, the, was yeah, the it was it was It was really yeah. like you had to know yeah. the whole thing. Oh, okay. But the songs he did, like, again, he did uh, his own songs blended in with, like, He did Lazaretto. He did definitely Lazaretto, yeah. I remember but that. But there was the one, the one of the, Lazaretto was fine, but, yeah, one of the better ones was, again, it was a cover. And that's what I noticed, that like, he's very, very, he's really, really good at covers. And I kind of, like, it would be really cool if he did a whole album of covers covers from old ones because i can tell he really enjoys playing it but sometimes when he plays his own music he's just too in his head and he's like almost forgets to have fun yeah and yeah. It, it takes away because it's more of like you know you can yip or something like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see that I, I can definitely see that because almost like because that, that's that's sort of what 
Jack White sort of prides himself on. You know, yeah. He, 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 he in one of the interviews that he, again, my obsession of Jack White, I was listening to everything. And, and when I was listening to Jack White, one of the sort of nuggets, quote unquote, of wisdom that he was sort of portraying is that he feels like he needs to have conflict whenever he's sort of writing and or creating music. Like there needs to be something going wrong. And it's just like, and you're right, I feel like that also sort of takes away from the fun of the situation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's very, and that's why I'm listening to him, and that's why, I like, you know, it's like, I use the word white, but it, it's true, like, I'm white, but uh, it's more of like, there's just, like, if I had to be and, like, play this type of, like, you know, yip and do this stuff, I couldn't do it. I would sound, like, really uptight and stuff. So it's like, if you can't make that sound, that's fine. But then I feel like, you know, if, there, if there's something fun missing from, like, the 19th, 50s kind of sound or like you know you, you just need to kind of do a different style so that's why with this one ultimately his better songs were were all the slower songs actually none of his quicker songs were good all the slow ones i felt were better um and and i don't think syncopation is thing i think that's what he was trying to do with the speedier <laughs> ones that he wrote and it was just like it sounded like like i was picturing wild west saloon for that <laughs> songs uh they were weep to themselves was one of them and trash tongue talker like it had the piano and it was like and I, it's, yeah it's him for the most part it's actually him. him on the piano yeah it's him on the piano and 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 this is sort of what i mean by like him being in his own head, because a lot of the a lot of the credits to um, to his music or to his songs are kind of just him and like one other person that's actually consistent throughout. Um, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say with the, uh, that thing is just kind of like, for example, uh, man, uh, uh. There, uh, clarinet. There's like a bass clarinet and there's a regular, uh, there's a tenor clarinet in a Love Interruption. Okay. But that's, that's the only fucking time a clarinet's in the goddamn in the, in the album. There's a there's a clarinet. There's a mandolin in one of the in one of the songs too. So it's all these like very 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 wildly very interesting musicians that only appear for like half a second. But that's actually the weird thing too, because I was listening for the most part, and you're saying that stuff, but like. When you listen to the album, it doesn't sound like there's anything new that happens in the songs. They don't sound like we randomly have this different line and then they disappear. It just sounds like this. And that's the thing. At least I give it credit. It doesn't sound as formulaic as, like, classic rock songs. So that's what I'll say. Like, oh, it's different than that. But it doesn't sound like, you know, very, like, David Bowie-esque or anything. That there's, like, if you listen to this, like, in this minute there's something different. But when it's supposed to repeat, it makes a different sound. And it's just, like, when I listen to it, it sounds the same. Same. like again but oh, not wow. formulaic but the same right so that's why i'm surprised like you're getting the same feeling no it's like the actual like i don't hear it go high like you know for like one verse it goes high and then when you expect that verse to repeat to go high it goes low or it does something different okay like with a lot of bowie's music the, it there's something different always mm-hmm. so it's a little bit like i guess like daft punk you know how it's always like the it's it's just it's layered and stuff with different things his didn't quite sound layered that when I'm trying to listen deeper, I don't hear anything different. Oh, um, wow. So like when you're trying to sort of dig deeper and to find, I guess, find a deeper meaning into in, into this music, there's nothing there. It's not even meaning. It's more of like I don't hear different lines. Like, you know, in the song, it's just like whatever mu- like whatever began, it kind of ended it, and like sometimes it'll be night. I don't know. No, and I agree. I, I, think, I think that's what, and unfortunately where that sort of falls short, <clears throat> a lot of this uh, 
music that we listen to, especially for what we've kind of stated, where he kind of, I, I feel like he kind of just says this is very blues rock. In, in blues especially, you're either listening to the lyrics of like how this woman broke your heart or whatever and left you out to dry and your, your town chased you out because you're uh, a double-worshipping blues musician, but you're on the other hand, you're supposed to be listening to the guitar if the lyrics are boring. And vice versa, if the guitar is boring, if your guitar playing is boring, you're supposed to be listening to your lyrics. But I would say, though, actually, in the music lines, the music uh, itself isn't boring. Like, actually, the guitar is not his signature shredding at all. No, no, but not at all. But actually, it is very nice rhythms. It's But that's the thing. It's very country, you know, it's the very acoustic sounding Fine. almost. <laughs> So it's it's very and but you listening again his techniques very well and it's very calming and actually um, I really enjoyed I didn't know he played it on that stuff but the piano player on um, hit poor boy one is I really liked her actually her name's like Brooke Wagner uh, she's on most of the album yes yeah yes, she actually for a lot of her like when she's on she's very very good and actually when my first listen through when I was like she was the one I'm like wow all the piano is like awesome but the more I listened to it there were some songs I was like mm, I don't like the piano anymore. <laughs> I don't um, like the piano anymore uh, but you know you might be I, I'm curious to see Magda what like what what piano parts did you not like? Because in some, Wagner did play, though in others, there are some where Jack White's playing. <laughs> yeah, I and I know which ones I didn't like. I didn't like 7, and I didn't like 11. Okay, so 7 is Weep Themselves to Sleep. Yeah. And then 11 is I Guess I Should Go to Sleep, which uh, it, most of the song is recorded by Jack White. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I also, uh, I think here at the Cracked Vinyl Club, I think what we want to do is, like, I also personally just want to get the vinyl, because I'm, I'm a record collector. I'm a fucking weird. Similarly to my uh, Jack White obsession, I very much like the, uh, what do you call it, the analog version of, of, of music. And uh, we're definitely going to get into that, because I have so much to say about it. But uh, anyway, um, and I guess I should go to sleep. It's record uh sorry it's uh musicians vocals piano drums and guitar case is performed by jack white okay and then there's a mandolin and background vocals by pokey lafarge and acoustic guitar by adam hoskins um upright bass by joey glenn and that's kind of been throughout and background vocals by ryan koenig koenig yeah, but again, I, I really liked her, and she did the one on Hip Porbo, but yeah, I noticed other one that she was on, I tended to like, actually, better, because yeah. I thought she, she she did a very beautiful job playing. It's a professional she, musician playing the professional yeah, guitar. Yeah, I, I mean, piano, and yeah. she, she plays it with a lot of emotion, that's why, like, you know, and I have to say, with the guitar, I'm assuming Jack played most of the guitar, for the most yes. part, he plays it very well. Um, they're very, but that's, that's the thing, when you think Jack White, you don't think the style he played in this album. However, it still doesn't take away, he played it very, very well, he played it with a lot of emotion, especially since, like, his singing was not, like, his, <laughs> it doesn't sound bad when he's singing, but, like, as Gio knows, I tend to pay more attention to lyrics, and in yeah. this, this one, there was nothing, no terrific lyrics, like, it oh, was. Oh, really? Nothing caught your eye? No, and in general, like, 
Wow, I'm surprised. I'm very surprised. No, there was a couple. There was a memorable line in, like, Missing Pieces and a memorable line in, I think it was Blunderbuss. But other than that, like, it was this typical, like, this woman screwed me over, this woman's the bluesy, The bluesy lyrics. The bluesy uh, lyrics. But even then, too, that was lyrics he had back with the white stripes and everything. It's just his default one he doesn't want to sing about. <laughs> he just complains about women. Yeah, um, yeah no, I can see that. <laughs> that's, again, I don't think he's sexist or anything for doing that. It's just, like, I noticed that, or he's, he's like... Which he did catch... I, I remember us looking through the Wikipedia for this album, and he did catch flack from... For, it was in a specific song. Oh, um, really? Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. Which it might have been, been love interruption. Uh, I was actually just about to say love interruption myself too, though. You're right. No, it, it, it's it's you're right. It is love interruption because it's no. You know what I want to say? I think it's freedom at twenty one. Freedom Maybe. at twenty one because it's more of like she has freedom in the twenty first century. So it's very it's very much talking about a t- quote unquote twenty first century woman sort of breaking and making this man which was supposedly supposed to be like jack white or something like that um is breaking this man um even though she has hordes of other men you know kind of in her in her path and you know that's the that's the point yeah I think that's the point of the song but it's like when you listen to it you can tell like the lyrics don't mean anything even though he screwed it like that i don't know when i listen to it i'm just like i don't feel like this is personal i just feel like this is what he strung together i don't know yeah no i can um, definitely see that and that's what i actually you know, I thought, I, I, I thought, Magda, that with you particularly, I thought you would actually pinpoint a lot of things with lyrics, especially. No. But to see that nothing caught your eye is very, very interesting. That you're just like... <laughs> no, and again, and I, especially, like, you you said that he more did this with, like, leftover musicians and you put it together. I would say... <laughs> leftover musicians? It's, <laughs> it's what they were, and he would yeah. call his friends and stuff, and you can tell in that case, it was very much, like, hey, I think he... This was less of him working as a musician. It was almost more him playing with, like, being a producer still a little bit. And, and he, this is where he's making Third Man Records. You yeah. know, he's making the the record company Third Man. And, you know, he's trying to establish that as the 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 place in Nashville. Yeah. Yes, Nashville. <laughs> he's trying to develop that, that spot in Nashville as being... You know, because it's close to the rock and roll, it's close to the country music. All you know, that's where Elvis is from. You know, you have everything going on, and and especially in Nashville. And um, I think I think Jack White really wants to make or establish a record company that makes blues, blues rock, country records. Because even then, too, that's what that's kind of what's going on right now. He has he's he's put on. Uh, He's put on, I, I don't know the names, and forgive me, but I, I don't know any names. Uh, he's putting on a fiddle player, and he's putting on various country singers, and, and that's what he, who he's kind of putting on his label. So this is his him establishing, hey, I have a record company. I think, yeah, I mean, he, I think he already produced a couple things, but yeah, but actually, I was, uh, I read, though, he didn't release blunderbuss through his record player he went back to columbia for that oh really he went to yeah. columbia records he went back to columbia records to release this one like wow. he can release it through his stuff but when they originally released he went back to columbia records oh wow that's super interesting um, and i and it definitely makes me curious as to why um it and i read that too oh. it was um he didn't because he ultimately like oh they were always good to him and he's just like i'm not trying to make a statement by making this album so i'm not like, like trying to be super indie it's just it was just what he made and he's just like 
Uh, I'm not. Yeah, that's it. He just didn't want to seem pretentious by going through his own label. Wow. Um, which I don't fault him for. I don't. I don't either. Know if it's a hundred percent good, but also like he and his other thing is like he knew he would get a bigger splash going through Columbia than his own record, and he was right. And it's just like, well, why in the hell wouldn't you want people to listen to something you made? And I can see that. I can see that. It's just that. I guess to that effect, you ended up making an album that doesn't really quite make a splash on me. And but it did when it came out. It was like top five and like sell. Like it was the fifth top selling kind Nashville. of. Okay. No, 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 no. And like can I know you really hate it. I don't know why you hate this album. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate you it. You sound like you're hating. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just don't. It doesn't. You don't like it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay, fine. but you but, keep, keep hating. Talking. So tell me something you liked about it. Um, uh, you can definitely see that he's making. <laughs> There's a lot of potential. Uh, you can definitely see that there's like a lot of early things, especially sort of later on with Help Me Stranger, that 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 Stratocaster, his Fender Stratocaster that he's been modding and sort of making so much, and that a lot of the beginnings of it, and that um, that sort of uh, that what ends up happening in 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 uh, here in, in Blunderbuss, you end up seeing in Lazaretto. A lot of the modifications that make that he really gets into his modded guitar and he knows how to play his modded guitar, or at least he knows what he wants to do with his modded guitar, you really see in Lazaretto. But you can see him trying to play with it in uh, in Blunderbuss here, uh, especially for the last uh, for the last track um, for "Take Me When You Go," "Take Me With You When You Go." He, he, you see his last track, and he starts playing with the the B bender. He starts playing with the mute. I, I don't know what he what he ends up having first, but I hear a lot of the mute button that he has, and definitely he moves that button around a lot. And he, I, I'm definitely really excited to see and where he ends up with the guitar and where it goes. But that's just the thing; nothing really caught my eye, and and I felt bad, and I felt bad, and I felt sort of weird <clears throat> about saying it like this but i found myself uh, i found myself often uh i found myself often sort of looking at the uh oh rather i found myself often listening to this album three four five six times and either i wasn't paying attention or i fell asleep or something else had happened and i'm three and and i don't know if anybody has this feature on but in spotify when you listen to the end of an album what ends up happening is that you'll get like a radio of either the album of what you've been listening to whatever you get an uh, you get a radio based off of what you just listened to mm -hmm. i realize that i'm three four five six songs deep into the radio about the album that i realize oh wait blunderbuss is over you know like mm. it, it, it was very weird and i don't want to say it was boring and i don't want to say it was good no, and it's definitely not your cup of tea. And I know because, like, and it's it's not your cup of tea because, actually, I was listening. It's a very, very mellow. It's a very, very mellow yeah, absolutely. album. Absolutely. It's like, it's like the Shins mellow. <laughs> and, like, you know, the Shins are a great band, too, but it's more of, like, you know, when you turn on the Shins, you're expecting mellow because that's what they are. So you're in that mindset. I'm, I'm just ready to let the record player kind of keep playing. Yeah, first, and, uh, and so even then, too, it's just, like, um, this... This album, for the most part, it was 
even then too and like the other stuff that i was listening to that he was kind of like actually there's some of it that i'm like he sounds kind of beetle-esque oh and yeah the beat like the beatles and you know geo don't burn him he doesn't care for the beatles i don't, I don't. he really doesn't like he thinks <laughs> they're boring and and in this one like there was a couple sounds i'm like oh it kind of sounds like almost like tiny remnants of like songs from like sergeant pepper uh Lonely Heartbreak, whatever, but that one. Heartbreaker band. No, the Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart. Yellow Submarine. No, it's not. But and yeah, and so it was that, and it was like there was another mellow band that I was like that they reminded me of. So it makes sense why for you who don't who doesn't really care for any of that, it was just like okay, and ultimately even then too, like you prefer the guitar to sound different than how it sounded. It was very classic kind of acoustic sounding right. um and so this one it was nice for the bluegrass but yeah and, it, and that's why i don't like the fact that they're saying it's blues rock because again when you think blues rock you think even though jack white would hate this it's like you do think the black keys they're blues rock right you know and right. it's just like this album was nothing like any of their shit. Even and it's, do it, I would agree. Like, you, you know, you, you would hear something like, at least Chuck Berry, you know, that beep, 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 beep. Yeah. You know, like that, and, and the that co- sort of, like, progression, blues progression, and I, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it in my yeah, bones that that was sort of happening. Though I feel like saying it's blues rock because the lyrics are complaining about a woman isn't true either, because nothing but a singing even referenced the blues style of, like, you know, the whiny crying, like it kind of did with the background singers, but like Jack White and background singers don't mix, at least in this album they did it. Yeah. It was just like, oh, you guys don't harmonize, it just sounds weird and eerie, and it's just <laughs> like, no, it only worked with Love Interruption. Though those two singing were okay, but the other two songs that they had them, it was just like, okay, like, you can't do background singers, I'm sorry, like, don't, don't. Oh, really? It wasn't working for you? It was, no, what was the one it wasn't? Yeah, uh, I really, I really hated Weep Themselves to Sleep. It was, I think, the worst song on the album. Oh, my God. No, the, I guess I should go to sleep. (laughs) All the sleeping ones are bad. (laughs) If if you were putting me to sleep, if it was about sleep, if you were putting me to sleep, it was terrible, terrible. I hated it. Yeah, but I did, like, the, um, but again, as I'm, even though we're saying it, actually, I would say for the most part, I liked most of the songs. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, no, 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 I'm glad. Like, Missing Pieces was good. Fine. Um, <laughs> I liked 16 Saltines. Fine. Uh, Freedom of 21 was just okay. And and, and actually, what's interesting about uh, 16 Saltines is just, like, I, I was listening... You know, again, it, it more blurry surface level listening, but it was just more of, like, he's trying to make these... Make these, like, white stripey lyrics, and it's not working, you know? Um, it's very, like, high school-esque, White, uh, I, you know, I, he's talking about being at someone's locker, you know. It's oh, definitely, like, this school that. setting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's talking about this, like, school setting, and, and it's just, like, is he trying to do, like, a... Is like, is he trying to make a White Stripes reference here? Like, is something going on that this is supposed to be, like, I'm actively listening to this or something like that? No. I mean, uh, the only thing I would say, though, about that... You're right, that was the most uh, White stripes but, like, it does... And again, because um, one thing you mentioned about the White Stripes is a lot of people give Meg White shit because she's not a professional drummer and she sounds like any two-year-olds could do it. Yeah. But I would say, actually, without Meg White, White Stripes would not have the like raw energy that it has. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I would say that's 100% her. That Especially from this album, you can tell that was not exactly. Jack White. That Ex- was Meg White and exactly. the White Stripes. Exactly, exactly. And you can't, you can't separate weird. the two. That's such a weird thing to think about, too, because it's just like, and, and, and Meg White is clearly this person that, was just like okay we'll do this band and 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 meg white is sitting around and she's probably like yeah okay i'll i'll you know 
I'll, I'll uh, back up my, my boyfriend or, you know, husband at the time, whatever it might have been. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll um, support my husband in whatever he wants to do. And, okay, he wants me to fucking do uh, a simple beat on the drum. Okay. And he wants me to do this simple beat on the drum. Oh, he wants me to it. Uh, fine, whatever. And, 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 again, that's sort of going back to what we were talking about, about being inside your own head. I feel like the sheer fact that she was new at being at the drums made Jack White sort of um, do things that he wouldn't normally do to try to help her along or to make it more complicated than it needed to be. Oh, yeah, I get you. It it comes off with less thought. Like, thought. It seemed less thinking when they play. There's less, there's like, less yeah, being in a box. And I, and right. I would say it is her. And yeah. that's why I'm like, you know, yeah. and ultimately, like, if it was just Meg White, obviously there'd be no white stripes, and I do think they just made such a good team, And but that's what... From what it sounds like, people think, like, oh, you could have slapped any drummer with Jack White and it would have been the White Stripes, and that's where I would disagree, that when you listen, it is Meg White, and that's one of the things that, you listen to 16 Soul Teens, and you can tell it's not Meg White on the drums. Yeah. There, there's a different energy in that partnership between him and that drummer, and yeah. that's, that's why I just want to say that in defense of Meg White. Oh, no. Um, and I, and I, you know, we, this, this podcast is a Meg White stand. I also, <laughs> I love Meg White, and I think... I think I, I won't hope for the best from her. Like, I want to hear, like, a random ass, like, she'll um, upload to YouTube some nah, fucking drum solo. No, of course not. She's <laughs> gonna do that. But, you know, a guy can dream. They just sit around, just like, she's just like, I got this, like, 16-piece kit, and I'm just going to dick around for 30 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah. Although, again, in defense of Jack White, because apparently I'm defending him this round, you're just, like, wanting to just defeat your hero. I don't. No, 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 no. Okay, wait. I, I, it's it's just fine. He, it's fine. The album is fine. That That's all I really want to make sure that I'm sort of thesising this. It's a fine album. It's <laughs> fine. Yeah, no, no. I, I don't want to say that it's great. I don't want to say that it's bad. It's <laughs> it's just okay. And, and, and not to say that that's wrong, because, you know, when you are, uh, and I, again, in my opinion, I think when you are sort of establishing your own record company, when you are sort of establishing, when you want to be sort of the conductor of of this entire, of the entire scenario, you have to be restrained. And that's okay, but again, I, I, he definitely recognized, and I feel like maybe he recognized this. Because he went away from this sound. Right, Lazaretto says nothing like this. Yeah, Lazaretto, he's uh, he's on the guitar for like half the song, and you're like, okay, cool, he's back, thank God. <laughs> you know, he's back on the record tours, and you're like, he's just playing the guitar again. He's on a band. It's Great. Sure. <laughs> um, There's harmony. <laughs> but oh, anyways, because I was also because I never really listened to White Stripes, so I was kind of listening to their last out al- like the album before this one, Icky Thumb. Mm-hmm. And I would have to say though, this is this is better structured and stuff than Icky Thumb. Icky oh, Thumb's really? a little bit of a mess. Yeah. Oh wow! Like wow, it's that's fascinating. It, it can get jarring a little bit from like the different switches in the moods a little bit. I again, I only listen to it like kind of briefly, like once. So mm-hmm. I, I if I listen to it a few more times, maybe I'll retract it. But I would say this one, yeah, the the way it's organized is better than. Wow. Uh, I keep them. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, for sure. I don't know if the rest of it's better organized than most White Stripe albums, but he got better with that. Wow. But I'm listening to the vinyl, and it sounds like what. Really, the vinyl <laughs> yeah. It sounded, and I don't know exactly what happened. Maybe because I got it shipped. Maybe I don't know. I yeah, don't know what happened. It sounded warped, and I don't know. It's it's it was specifically the vinyl itself because I was trying to listen to it again and again um, a couple of times, and yeah, it just 
sounded like ass. <laughs> it sounded like buns. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe, you know, it's just, you know, the digital part is kind of just like this copy-pasted uh, from analog to digital. And, yeah, no, you listen to the digital part of the album, it's crisp. It's clean. It's nice. It's, you know, it definitely, some other dude, like, afterwards listened to everything and mixed it well again. Made everything clearer, made everything nicer. Maybe there were some more re-recordings. I have no idea. But, yeah, the Spotify, in my opinion, the Spotify version even sounds better than um, my my analog record version. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I... And that's and then uh, it feels it feels disappointing, which that's why I guess I'm more of like, ah shit, like I was expecting a lot more, and it's just okay, you know. It's just yeah, I'm surprised because I figured I would be coming in with more on the aggressive thing, but you're actually coming on with more. Am I that? Am I that, Jane? You you sound very angry now. Oh god, it's it's not that I'm angry. It just feels. It feels forced and it feels fake. And and I don't quite know what he could have done that would have made it genuine and not forced and not in your own head. I, 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 and I'm not, and I'm I not a musician. And I think he just wasn't having fun. Like, right. That's what I can sound. He was just thinking too much. And it's more of like, and and that's what I, I mean. It's just like he, and that's why I, I like the white stripes because the white stripes he was in the now. But that's why I'm like, now, and I don't like the Rakatoras either. <laughs> Even the album he's listening to, he was like, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> and I'm like, it's okay. Um, but I listened to it once, so I have to listen to it more times to really uh, help me figure it out. Yes, it was, it was I, I liked it. it was um, yeah, and he's just like, look at this, and he's just like creaming himself over Sunday Driver. <laughs> it's the Sunday Driver. Who can't yeah. get excited about that? You know, help me, stranger. Sixteen strings were strumming. It's because he has two guitarists and a bassist. The sixteen strings. Ah! Uh, I don't know. I'm so loud. <laughs> um, I, I had fun. I had a fun time with Help Me, Stranger. I had a fun time, and I think I think that's why. Uh, and. It's because Jack White isn't Jack White in that album. It's the Rock and Tours in that album. He has to. It's not that he's just in his own brain and he has his idea of what he wants this album to listen to. It's that he has to listen to the other guitarist and the and the rest of the band. And he's just like. And now it's not. He's just a. He's not only just a band member. He is also might for certain tracks. He's probably just a guitarist. I mean, but that's the thing. I wouldn't say he. When I listen to this album, Blunderbuss, I wouldn't say he's a dictator. Like, I would say, for the most part, he's just like, yeah, can you kind of sound like this? But he's he's open, like, to, you know, them doing their own thing. Didn't feel that way. Um, It didn't feel, like, super controlled for me. I don't think, he, again, he doesn't, and again, you make that point because you're also right, because David Bowie did similar thing that he's just, you guys just play. Like, this is where I want you to play, and then just play, and he gets a lot more wilder, freer sound than this album. And so I couldn't tell you the difference. Maybe it was just difference in musicians. Maybe just, yeah. Um, right. Maybe what? Maybe you're right. Maybe he was a little more, like, yeah. less freeing and wanting yeah. more of a sound. Oh, um, and, and as a disclaimer, by the way, Magda or I, um, we are not musicians and or critics in any way, shape, or form. I think these are just kind of like our opinions and what we thought and, and especially what we're, we wanted this sort of conversation to be is more of just like, what are our thoughts about it? Because, you know, you you know, if we were to go out and be like, 
and someone were to tell us, what do you think about Blunderbuss? I feel like a lot of people that I know would kind of just be like, nah, that album sucks. Or, nah, Jack White sucks, don't ever listen to that shit again. It's just like, I want to have a better understanding, or rather, I think the whole point of this conversation is more of just to have an understanding of, like, why we thought it was bad, or why even what we would, why we think it's good. And because oftentimes I find myself very like, oh, I'm just supposed to like this album because... <laughs> then, then that's the answer. So Gio hates this album. I don't. I don't. I don't. Well, then say something nice about it. I can't. I can't. So you don't like the album. It's not that I hate it. It's not that I hate it, but it's also not that I liked it. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have a good time. I didn't have a good so time. So you didn't like it. I, it's not. It's not that I hated it either. I guess. Well, just... I'm saying now, like you said, that your whole reason is because you, when you say you would recommend it. You know, why oh no! I you... God no! I would not recommend so you this like album. The album. I would not recommend this album to a friend at all. They were just like, "What's some good Jack White listening to? Not this." No. <laughs> so that's Gio's opinion. I personally, I didn't mind it. It was fine. It's definitely an album I would put on, like if I was in a mellow mood, kind of, and I wanted to like just lay on the floor and stare at the ceiling. Or it's definitely something I would put on for like a more like low key maybe like you know i don't know dinner party i sound like martha stewart (laughs) you want to put on for dinner parties you just you know just put on in the background when you're just talking with people or something like that easy listening yeah but it's definitely not it's not there's no bangers it's not something you play on your way to work like you're gonna fall asleep and crash it's it's um but it's and that's the thing even though we're like because yeah, everyone listens to music for different things so i'm just saying like i personally i wouldn't even put this music on when i'm cleaning because wow. no because when i'm cleaning i gotta have more stimulus and this was very it was too mellow and honestly there's nothing super interesting going on um yeah like if i were listening to this album i definitely see it like i put it on my record player i kind of lay on the floor and just kind of scream into the void yeah that's the thing <laughs> with you so and yeah so i i would give but that's the thing from the actually stylistic point and everything. I would say it's I would say it's a it's a B, B. Fine. Like, <laughs> like you pass as an album. Like, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, that's my own my only complaints is at the end of the day, there is nothing original. There's nothing unique, um, and e- there is nothing even. I guess the only thing about the skill was there was nothing to really complain about. Yeah. And that that's what I can say. It's just like, I don't listen to him like, oh, this was like the top of the top, but there was nothing to really complain about. It right. was very milk toast in the middle. Um, You won't have a lot of fun listening, but it's not like you want to rip out your ears. <laughs> um, wow, wow. So I really hate that our first episode was more of like, kind of just like, we don't really care about. I mean, but again, I, I enjoyed trying to sitting and thinking and, you know, listening to it. And ultimately, I would say... Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, we were definitely listening to this album, like, two, three, four, five, six times. I think. Yeah. I definitely listened to this song, or rather, this album, definitely six times. I, I, I think off the top of my head, I can immediately think of six times that I tried to listen to this album. Um, and just, sorry. I could, I, I actually, <laughs> I liked it better the, like, third, fourth time I listened to it than the first time. Oh, wow. Um, but the first time I felt like I had a little more hype for it, but mm-hmm. I had more critiques against it. Uh, but by the by the third, fourth listen, I was like, okay, this is just something you kind of just, you, you don't, and you you really can't have thoughts while you're listening. Uh, you really have to be mind blank or have a kind of, 
And even the two are like, I would say mine blank more than even in the background because the background is really forgettable to even pay attention to it. That's good. Um, I feel like that should be so sad, but you know, Jack White has his fucking record company and you know, he has his latest album of the Rock on Tours and he did this Ben Halen tribute and he's on SNL, you know, uh, even in these times. And it's just like, I mean, this album's like 10 years old. 2012, yeah, uh, almost at nine nine years old. Yeah. September 2012. And again, it's not it's not bad. It's definitely it's um, it's it's different. And I it's the thing is I can't even it doesn't even feel like he experimented with it to be honest. He <laughs> the just opposite of experimentation, kind of formulaic, I guess. It, but that's the thing; it's not even formulaic. So I don't I don't quite know how I feel about it. Um, it's just. It's good. And like this, I can't even say it's mediocre. It's just good, but it's not amazing. It's fine. Um, no, nothing, nothing, nothing too exciting on my end. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you, Magnus. This was, this was just very like. So maybe we'll, Gio will pick one that he'll be like, this is why he's the best guitarist ever. <laughs> um, just eventually, like I, this is it. I picked it. Um, I had an all right time listening to it. Um, I would say he's a, this. This definitely showed he was a good. He's a good musician. He's not. He's not a hack in that. You <laughs> he's not a hack. Uh, he's a good musician. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I. I. I can. I can get behind that. I can get behind the the, the sheer fact that he knows how to work with music. Right. He knows how to work with music. I think he also knows how to work with musicians. And definitely, he, he can, can put a strategy into motion. And he can play the guitar. Right. Or you know, he, he can put this idea into just an album. Don't put it don't don't sit him by a piano. <laughs> just just don't do that. Really? You hated him on the piano? I guess I did. <laughs> yeah, actually all the songs with that is I was a Western saloon. Every single time I heard it, I was like, This is like a Western saloon. Mm-hmm. So well, I think uh I think Magda and I have kind of run out of things to say. Yeah, so I would say you 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 don't you can listen to this album, but if you don't listen to this album before you die, it's it's not a regret. Um, God no, I have to li- I have to have that on my conscience. Some dude out there is gonna be like, I didn't listen to Blunderbuss. If, uh, yeah, but ultimately that's what I say. But also, me and Gio are not big country fans. Yeah. Um, and I'm not listening to bluegrass on my free time, even though I like bluegrass. Um, bluegrass is fun. I like uh, Mister Airplane Man. But you didn't like this one. Um, because you're expecting something different from Jack yeah. White. So, it's, yeah, that's what I would say. That, again, we personally wouldn't listen to it. Um, but, yes, if you, it is nicer for its slower pieces. It's country bluegrass. And it does have, especially the first three songs are a little more remnants of 90s kind of alternative. Especially Missing Pieces, uh, 16 and Saltines are more remnants of White Stripes. Uh, Freedom at 21's got a weird, like... Red Hot Chili Peppers vibe to it. Wow, really? Yeah, it's got a rapping kind of like '90s vibe. Yeah, and, and then the, I think that's because of the Wu Tang t- situation. I think he was yeah, just, he had an idea of what how his uh, that album was supposed to go, and he was just like, yeah. Let's but just... then beyond that, it's all country, yeah. um, country bluegrass, or again a weird Western saloon. Yeah, I'm shaking those great. Um, I do, if Jack do, White ever do, comes do, out with do, a heavily do, 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 an do, album do. filled with covers, you should listen to that. I am so surprised that that's a cover. Wait, do, do you do you happen to have like the notes of like who that it was originally by by any chance? Rudy Tunes. Uh, Rudy Tunes. So the next episode, Gio's in charge of picking the album. Oh God, yes, that's right, my responsibility. Um, I, I did decide, I did decide, and I did speak to Magda what kind of wanted I wanted to do next, and we're definitely gonna go into my. I don't know if it's dorky or whatever, but uh, I like I, I I definitely am a fan of electronic music and. 
um, we're going to go into random access memories by Daft Punk. So um, hopefully in the next month. God knows when we'll actively listen to random access memory and you're uh, maybe end up having me gush about actually gush about an album because I I absolutely loved random access memories. And I've never listened to it, so we'll see what I feel about it. Oh my god, you've never listened to it? Never listened to it. <laughs> Alright then, so see you next time. Later. Thanks for listening.